Greetings fellow Wastelanders. Welcome to the Apocalypse. My name is Jared Wallace and my co-host here tonight is going to be uh, Scott Glancy. And uh, this is our... Good evening, show. mutants. This is our first show here, uh, podcast at Ground Zero. And uh, what we're going to do is kind of uh, introduce ourselves, introduce the show, why we're here, what we're talking about, what we're going to be talking about. So uh, let's see here. So again... Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us if you're joining us. And if you are joining us later on by watching it record on the YouTube channel, the hi to our late viewers. Uh, again, we'll take everybody. You lazy, lazy bastards. Yeah, yes. Couldn't show up here on time. Um, we're all very dizzy. You're all very disappointed in you. Well, most most of us are disappointed. You know? Just remember, when you're late, that just means there's more room in the shelter for the rest of us. Exactly. More More room for food and ammo. So, uh, like I said, this is our first show, and uh, podcast at Ground Zero, and just to clear the air, uh, it has nothing, Ground Zero has nothing to do with 9-11, which a lot of people immediately jump on. It's just that Ground Zero is uh, the point of detonation. Um, actually, the way I originally came up with the idea for the name, well, I'll, I'll get that into that when I talk about the podcast. Um, now I'm your uh, I'm your host Jared Wallace, uh, the apocalypse nerd as I like to call myself, and I'm uh, just a real big fan of the genre. Uh, I always I've been as from a child, and uh, I've also uh, always a little disappointed that the Cold War came to an end. Yes, I, I then I had to find I had to find a job. Uh, <laughs> I had to find I had to find something to do with my life. You know, once once the the world didn't end, uh, at the end of the Reagan era, it, it does continue to confound us with its lack of of apocalypse. But you know, we're muddling through, yes. and we're muddling through by uh, reading and watching and gaming as much apocalypse as we possibly can. Absolutely. Now, um, uh, I myself, you know, uh, like I said, we're 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 doing this podcast. We're you know, we're not professional podcasters. We're just two guys who, who love talking about the apocalypse. Un until they pay us, we're not going to be professionals. We may eventually become experienced podcasters. Experienced. Yes, yeah. So uh, that's just me in a nutshell. Uh, uh, my co-host here, uh, Scott Glancy. Howdy, folks, or mutants, or wastelanders. Um, yeah, like Mr. Uh, Wallace, uh, you know, I'm another child of the 80s. Um, Somebody who you know grew up basically being told any minute they're going to blow up the planet, uh, any minute it's all going to come crashing to a halt, and so post post apocalyptic, uh, you know, the genre uh, was definitely part of our meat and potatoes uh, growing up. Uh, it was uh, you know all over television, uh, film, uh, you know, fiction, uh, and games, and uh, you know uh, took to it like a rat to a dead cheerleader or something and it's always been something that uh, you know continues to be entertaining when it's done well and continues to horrify when it's done badly and boy we'll be telling you not just about the winners but we'll be telling you about the losers that we've uh, encountered over the years of of delving into the post-apocalyptic genre correct now uh what is, again, what is a podcast? I already touched on that a little bit. We are going to be talking about uh, the genre. You know, we're two friends. Again, we, we have these conversations all the time. We talk on the phone. We talk about books. We talk about movies. We talk about games. Again, children of the 80s. 
you know, Red Dawn was a training film, okay? You know, th things like that. You know, the Cold War was going to happen. There was going to be war. And you prepare and you prepared for it the best that you possibly could by, you know, I don't know, reading books about the apocalypse and playing, you know, gamma Re reading, reading The Survivalist over and over again. Yes. Uh, John Thomas Rourke. We'll, we will talk about John Thomas Rourke. And his, oh, yeah. And yes, we will. And his twin tatonic 45s with Pac-Mar grips, okay? Oh. We absolutely will talk about him. We will say the mantra over and over again. <laughs> Until you're all sick of hearing it. Because, like I said, it's two guys uh, we talk about a lot. So, a number of years ago, there were some podcast, uh, some similar podcasts out there, and I wasn't really satisfied with what was there. And I'm like, you know what? We could do this. We could do this better because we're more steep. At least I feel we're steeped in the genre. You know, you know, we've read a lot of the same books. Uh, it helps that we're it helps that we're crusty old men, and um, grognards. You know, yeah, in gaming uh, terms. And as a result, uh, you know, we've been fiddling around uh, with uh, the genre for good or ill uh, for over 30 years apiece. Um, and uh, uh, a lot of the stuff that we were uh, picking up on, you know, in the more modern uh, podcasts were folks who just, they just didn't have the, the sort of the experience with some of the older examples of the genre. Exactly. Yeah, a lot, a lot of what, a lot of what people were talking about, you know, they were being told. I mean, some things that you know I would consider basics. Uh, it's like really you haven't seen that yet, you know. But yeah, again, the, the idea that everybody's people got were, if, people were just discovering a boy and his dog, or had just discovered, um, you know, uh, Whitney Whitney Stryber's War Day or something like that, and um, you know, that always seems sort of a, a a stunning surprise to us that someone could be such a huge fan of uh, something like. Fallout, uh, the, the the Fallout series, and not know what its antecedents were, not know where the jokes and the in jokes and the and the references came from. You know that this the stuff didn't just spring out of nowhere. People have been making, people have been musing on the apocalypse since at least Mary Shelley wrote The Last Man. Last you know? Man, which is on my bookshelf, and I still haven't read it yet because there's a lot I haven't read. And that's I will I will say that you know. Are we experts? Absolutely not. You know, you know, aficionados, sure. You know, there's a lot of stuff that I've read, I've seen, I've played, and there's also still a lot I have not seen, uh, read, or played, or listened to, or watched. Just like, just like Scott. You know, but again, we feel we cover a lot of the genre. There's a lot of stuff we've we've covered. And as much know? as we hope to bring examples of the. Uh the post-apocalyptic genre to you out there, things that maybe you haven't heard of before or haven't seen before. Uh, we're certainly hoping by casting our nets out there into the internet that, you know, you guys will bring us stuff that we haven't heard of before. Exactly. We're, we're definitely willing to listen to new things, check out new things. And we're going to have, you know, uh, you know guests. Well, let me get, get a, little, a little bit more to that uh, in a minute uh, when we get to the co what we're going to cover. Now, uh, let's talk about this, the format and what, how we're doing this. Like I said, we're doing it as a video podcast because I, 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 you know, we're going to be, we're using the G plus format because it's, it's, it's video. It records it, it posts it. It's a little bit easier and everybody's doing it now. Uh, I was struggling a lot with the mechanics of the recording and the two places. Cause like I'm on, I'm on the West coast, I'm on the East coast. Scott's on the West coast. So we're not like. We can't just sit around a table with a computer and, and a microphone and record this. So we had to find a way to connect uh, through the the interwebs. So, uh, so I went with this format because it seems to work, you know. And it's like you know, everybody gets to see our pretty faces, uh, you know, uh, every other week, you know. So I, I I do draw some, you know, 
uh, <laughs> distinction there. I'm not. I'm. I'm fairly certain we have the faces uh, made for radio, but oh, we're hoping oh. that you people can struggle past our our, our uh, horrible radiation uh, rooted deformities. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. If it gets too bad, we'll start wearing uh, like hockey masks or something from uh, Road Warrior. Maybe that'll yeah. help make yeah, the podcast it, it, palatable. Yeah, well, if, if we start start dressing in costumes when we're doing this, that's it's it's starting to go down a, a bad spiral. I don't think you want to go to you <laughs> no. know into. No, we don't want this to start. You know, because again, LARPing leads to furries. Furries, exactly. Thank and you. Cosplay is the first step towards LARPing. So yes, so beware, internet. No, no cosplay. Uh, uh-uh. so, <laughs> so we're so we're using the Google Plus format. Uh, we're gonna run the show about. It's gonna be about a half hour show, half hour to forty five minutes at, at at an outside. But we're gonna kind of set the thirty five minute, the thirty minute benchmark. But again, if we have a particular good show going or something, you know, drags out. But we want to we want to keep it well, within those parameters, thirty to forty five. Particularly minutes. guests, particularly guests, because we've uh, got a line on dragging in a few folks uh, who've helped contribute to the genre. Uh, through uh, things that they've written and published. Correct. But, uh, we'll get to that in the future. Yes. Now, uh, and then the frequency we're going to do it. We're starting off. We're setting the bar, you know, at every other week because we want to see how it goes. See, how, you know, because again, we all have lives, and it's kind of hard to, you know, dedicate the time with, you know, uh, full-time job, you know, side business, you know, businesses, you know, relationships. So it makes it a little difficult. But uh, so we're sitting- speak for yourself. My personal life is an empty wasteland. <laughs> again, so that's why, again, that's why you're perfect for it. Exactly. So, uh, that's yeah, we're gonna do it every. We're gonna strive for every the week. Maybe we might have we might have specials or things like that. Now, like we said, what are we gonna cover? And like Scott had mentioned before, uh, we're gonna have uh, co-hosts and guests on. Uh, probably every time we're gonna have we're gonna try to get. I have a line on some people who who work in the gaming industry who've written you know post-apocalyptic gaming products, uh, some novelists. So and we're gonna try to get some. I have a line. I'm gonna try to get some people for guests that have been involved in the genre in some way, shape, or form. You, you may, however, be stuck with just the two of us for most of this. For most of this, but we're gonna try to get some other people on just to try to you know mix it up, get some good conversations going. Now, now what we're gonna cover. Uh, about the genre, you name it, books, whether, you know, whether just like novels, graphic novels, comic books, video games, uh, role-playing games, you know, so, you know, digital and analog. Uh, We're going to cover, you know, movies, TV shows, and we're going to cover, I've even looked at some stuff, music related, you know, I'll talk about related to the the, the genre, because speaking of music, that's what uh, to come circle back to talking about why podcast at Ground Zero. Again, nothing to do with Ground Zero, but at the time, for some reason, the, the 80s band Fishbone, well, they're still around, but Fishbone had a song, uh, Party at Ground Zero. So when I was thinking of the podcast name, that song popped into my head for some reason, and I was like, oh, podcast at Ground Zero. It writes itself. So yeah. I've stuck with that name. So S- sadly, we haven't acquired the rights to Fishbone's tune, so we'll just be mentioning it in passing, as opposed to playing it <laughs> as moving, a bumper and moving on. Yeah, <laughs> so, and moving on before they give us a cease and desist order. Exactly. Now, uh, so we're going to cover you know things because I you know I've read excessive, I've read extensively books and graphic novels, and we have movies and TV shows. And again, this can be different uh, all the time. You know, it's going to be. You know, like we might talk about some books, some movies, things like that. Now, we're certainly think- following certain products, 
certain products that as they traveled from a short story that then got flushed out into a full novel they got turned into a movie that bounced back into a comic book i mean right there you got um first one i think of is uh a boy is is a boy and his dog Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, which is which has traveled through all those genres and back again. Well, it was a uh, it was a book. It was uh, that was uh, uh, Harlan Ellison. Then it became a movie, and then it was done as a graphic novel by Richard Corbin, who yep. did the who did the art did the uh, the art for it. And again, the, sto- the story based off the you know the um, not uh, just the original uh, short story of Boy and His Dog, but also the uh, the the weird little sequel. Yes, that Harlan Ellison wrote. Yeah. Which I I've I've never quite understood the, the his purpose behind that sequel. It's kind of like he just said, you know what? There are not going to be any sequels, and he just murdered all the characters in the story. But okay, we all know Harlan Harlan Ellison is kind of a you know querulous douchebag. So I guess that's his that's his response to fans saying, hey, we'd like to see some more stories about Vic and Blood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's uh, I I always remember. I remember back in the. Oh God, was it the '90s? Like I think it was on the Sci-Fi Channel. He used to have these little snippets, like in between little bumper things, where he would sit down and talk, and he would like rant about something for like a minute or two. And this is like that was just like, I was like, man, this guy's such a a-hole, a you know. He's made a career out of it, though. I mean, it, it, it's a point of pride with Harlan Ellison to be as uh, douchey as possible. At all it, yeah, he's, he's good at it, you know. I mean, I'll give yeah, I'll, well, I'll you go with your strengths, you know. It's not like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you have to play to your strengths, and Mr. Ellison has found his strengths. There's no doubt about that. Exactly. Anyway, uh, but we're going to follow some products if they've if they've traveled back and forth between, um, you know. The full arc, media. you know. Yeah, the media, and like I said, we have so much... I mean, because a lot of this, again, comes from my childhood, the graphic, because, you know, I've, like, there's, like, there's more graphic novels out there than you would think, and now, when it comes to the apocalypse, um, now, there's many different, you know, well, not so types of apocalypse, but there's different things, like, we do definitely do some distinction, because there's, like, okay, post-apocalyptic, okay, well, is something post-apocalyptic, is it set after the event, whatever the event may be, you know, it could be, Nuclear war could be conventional war, could be famine, could be supernatural. You know, you name, you name it. Whatever the event, we'll happens. accept. We'll we'll accept a meteor strike. Natural events are good too. Exactly. You know, I definitely lean myself more towards the uh, you know Reagan era. You know, you know, slugging out with the with with the Russians myself personally. Um, that's my favorite. I, you know, I, I miss the Soviet Union so much. Oh come on, who doesn't miss a uh, a tall you know, strong, good-looking man with a fur hat and nice uniform named Ivan. You know, who, who, who doesn't miss an enemy like that, you know? <laughs> I, I don't know, but I'm, I'm beginning to wonder. How, tall and good-looking? Is that how you well, imagine our enemy? I don't know. Well, oh, dear. Well, it's got to look better than the enemies we got now who we call our enemies. Come on. Yeah, you're right. Our, our enemies right? today don't have nearly the dress sense that our no, enemies no, no, past no. had, you know? No, come on. They, they, were, they were very sharp-dressed men. you got to give them that, okay? I, uh, granted, Soviet Union knew how to throw a parade. Yes, you know? absolutely. And May Day was always a good dose of Cold War paranoia paraded right past uh, Lenin's tomb every one, every year. Every year. So, so whatever the event may be, and then you know, again, there's. I mean, things could be fall into different types of uh, areas of the apocalypse. Now, is it some things maybe pre-apocalyptic? It might happen before the event. Uh, there might be things that you know happen during the event. There could be ones that are like 
right after the event or far into the future. So a lot of the things we cover, like I said, a lot of the books I've read, you know, there's some things that are a hundred years, thousand oh, yeah. years after. There's things that are like right when it happened. You know, so you have like the pre and the post. So there's going to be not everything's going to be yes, the post-apocalyptic can only be you know a thousand years after. No, it's it, yeah, a it's the a, it's the difference between say uh, 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 Larry Niven and Jerry Purnell's. Uh, uh, Lucifer's Hammer, which mm -hmm. straddles both sides of the event and only goes maybe less than a year into the future of this post-apocalyptic world. Then you got uh, Brin's The Postman that is, what, 15, 20 years mm -hmm. after everything's fallen apart. And, and uh, you have a, and another good one uh, around the Larry Niven era is The Long Voyage Back by Luke Reinhardt, which takes place before, during, and after. Yeah, but in a matter of, of weeks almost. And the the yeah. last example I was going to give was uh, the uh, Eternity Road, mm -hmm. whose author I am. I am Jack, Jack McDivitt. Yeah, uh, Eternity Road, which is centuries like, after. I the think event. It's, I think it's like two hundred years, if I remember correctly. Yeah. After um, Fan, centuries fan, after fan, fantastic book, by the way, guys. That's Jack McDivitt, Long uh, Eternity Road, one of my favorites. Yeah, it really is one of the best. Um, it really is one of the best post-apocalyptic novels I've read in a long time. But you know, uh, and and uh, you know, not all post-apocalypse have to look like a boy and his dog or Road Warrior. I mean, technically, uh, no, no, no. You know, all apocalypses have to look like the Road Warrior, or it's not an apocalypse. <laughs> that is a, it's all mohawks and chaps and and crossbows. All right. Well, I was going to throw out the possibility that even. Uh, if you, Even, uh, if you don't have the Nolan crazies, <laughs> the Smegma crazies, and the gay boy berserkers, gay boy berserkers, the, those are the two games. <laughs> I was thinking of like uh, 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 Nolan's um, uh, Logan's Run uh, books and the movie that was made after that. Certainly, something like that has an aspect that is a dystopia. Uh, you know, it's a future just, dystopia, but it's dystopian, but there's an apocalypse as well. You know, because it's, it's, it's a dystopia after the fall of civilization, mm -hmm. um, uh, and uh, not to cause Jared too much pain, but even things like um, oh, uh, the, the Hunger Games oh, is, no, 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 no. is is that that is technically a post-apocalyptic setting in a dystopia that is a post-apocalyptic. Now, I'll give Jared, you that. I'll I, give you I, that. I and that's it. That's, that's it. it. That's all you're giving me. All right. <laughs> I'm just. So, I'm saying that we will consider it. I'm not saying we're going to approve it, but yes. we have to consider it as part of the genre. Yes. So uh, let's see here. Okay. Oh, we're still good on time. So uh, so those are things we're going to cover. And the things that could be the, the apocalypse also to let you know, at least, at least the way we see things, are isn't necessarily global and global scale or universe scale. It could be anything. Like uh, I even started calling things like, uh, for example, uh, the crazies. Uh, after I saw the, uh, the the one the ver the, the the remake that came out a few years ago, uh, that's to me that's an apocalypse as well. But it's more of a micro apocalypse because for the people in that in that area in that scenario, that's the end of the world. Okay, they don't necessarily know what else is going on, you know. So again, it, a, an apocalypse could still be on a small scale. Now I've had this discussion with some people. Oh, some for people instance, twenty eight the uh, twenty eight days later. Mm -hmm. In the first movie, yeah, it's pretty apocalyptic for England, but there's that moment where you realize, you know, even in the first film, where you see planes flying overhead, you realize that it's not all gone. Exactly. Uh, but it really doesn't matter to the guys stuck in England. They're still having their full-on eight-cylinder fuel-injected apocalypse. Exactly. So, I mean, it, it does cover a lot of things, and I'm sure, and of course, we will talk about 
the beat to death already, uh, and I'm tired of looking at it. Zombie apocalypses. I'm sure yep. we'll talk about that as well. You know, because well, we have to. We have to. You know, so, <laughs> so that'll be that'll be covered as well. Uh, because in, uh, I have a, lots of opinions on that. Uh, like I have opinions on a lot of things. Oh no, Jared's a get along, go along to get along kind of guy. Exactly. I'll give yes. you my I'll give you my two domars on that. And that's another, <laughs> that's that that's and that's another thing. I'm sure. Oh, we will. you said that you said the D word, man. Well, remember, domars are stupid, but. Uh, <laughs> They're the best post-apocalyptic currency ever. Exactly. Ever. Because Gamma World, one of the, uh, it's an R. If you, if you don't already know, is an RPG role-playing game uh, based uh, by TSR. It came out in the late seventies. Again, we will be talking about Gamma World because. Oh yeah. Gamma World is my number one love of post-apocalyptic gaming. Well, it's your first love. I mean, it, it was really your first love. It was. It still. It's and still is. Now that's uh, part of the reason how. Uh, now I'm going to keep this brief, and Scott uh, keep this brief too. Like, how did we get into it? Now I guess it started. I mean, I'm sure I saw the Planet of the Apes in the '70s, but I really my first conscious um, awareness of being into the apocalypse is probably Thunder the Barbarian cartoon back in like 1980. Wow, Thundar. Yeah, Thundar came around, and then Gamma World came around. Then I started. Wow, this apocalyptic thing is really cool. Then Red Dawn, I started looking into books and games, and I saw other role-playing games and other books, and I started, you know, then I just really delved deep into it. And again, being from the Cold War, nuclear war was a threat, you know. Uh, so that's what really, in a nutshell, uh, and uh, Scott, if you just, you know, give us a br another a brief overview of you, how you got well, into it yeah, as well. Yeah, uh, I will admit that my first, you know, uh, my first brush with the, with the apocalyptic genre was... Um, uh, Chuck Heston uh, throwing a fit in front of the ruins of the Statue of Liberty at the end of uh, Planet of the Apes, um, uh, where, you know, as a kid, seeing it for the first time at age, I don't know, eight or, you know, whenever it was on uh, uh, commercial television, uh, you know, I didn't get that it was an apocalyptic story until the last two minutes where the big reveal happens with the Statue yeah. of Liberty. But, you know, at that point, you know, um, I, I sort of under, you know, the whole thing changed for me, the whole movie and story changed for me um and i when i once i realized that this was this was this was here this was just here after we've wrecked the place and um uh certainly you know it didn't take long to 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 start realizing that if you're watching a movie with charlton heston in it and it's set in the future things are going to be pretty screwed I mean, Chuck Heston is was one of the first guys out of the gate in the '70s, in the '60s, with all of the great, you know, sort of classics like, uh, you know, Soylent Green, um, uh, which I guess is an apocalypse on in ongoing, and um, the other one being uh, the Omega Man, which is, you know, yeah. one of the great classic apocalypses. Well, Chuck Heston is a man's man, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know about that. There's a scene in uh, Omega Man where he's he's eating dinner and talking to that statue of Julius Caesar, where Chuck Heston is wearing this ridiculous velvet coat with um it was the 70s with the, with the ruffled cuffs and the and the it's the, it's, front it's, it's the 70s it's forgivable oh really <laughs> i don't know i was uh that i mean i he clearly he was more manly running around in a loincloth in in uh in planet of the apes but that ruffly outfit that had me nervous i mean oh. later he picks up a bar with a night scope and shoots some mutants 
but he does take there are you got to take a p- couple of points away for the ruffle cuffs. It just, That's true. Well, when we analyze that film, we'll talk about that. <laughs> so, all right, right now, uh, just to give you know, because we're coming close to the bottom of the hour, uh, so I want to talk about a couple more things here. Uh, details. Okay, now as you see uh, the URL, and if you if you're watching this, you you're aware of the of, of the blog uh, podcastsecroundzero.com. Now, that's going to be the main hub uh, for everything. It, now, it, there's links that connects to all the different social media, like our Facebook page, Twitter accounts, uh, Pinterest, and uh, the Google Plus account and the YouTube account. Uh, things I'll be doing, like on the YouTube account, you know, the the podcast will be uh, archived there. Plus, uh, as I find cool things or videos, I'll post those there as well. Now, uh, the Facebook page is, you know, because everybody's got a Facebook page, so that'll, you know, help with communication, Twitter. Everybody. Everybody. Uh, the Twitter account. Uh, a lot of the things that I post in the blog do repeat onto the Twitter and the Facebook account, but I'll probably, as I see things, post things on the Twitter account. There's a feed on there. So they're all kind of interconnected, but uh, there's links to it all there. Uh, I set up the Pinterest uh, account. Uh, to post up uh, what I call visions of the apocalypse, you know, all kinds of imagery and things that I find. Uh, the blogs, I'm still kind of tweaking that a little bit, but I'm going to have everything linked out, you know, uh, and connected for the for the images. There's also a section on there called uh, On the Road with Ground Zero, which is going to be something I'll talk about here in a, in a second. So that's our main hub. That's where everything's going to be. Uh, our con- You know, it, it's, it also has uh, posted on there, uh, what I'm currently reading is a post-apocalyptic novel. It also re- refer, uh, links back to the Apocalypse, which is on the Goodreads account for Podcast or Ground Zero, which is a list of all the different post-apocalyptic books you know uh, that I've read. And I'm going to get the uh, Mr. Glancy's uh, added there as well. So you'll see this full comprehensive list of all the different post-apocalyptic books and graphic novels that we've read. So it's a work in progress, and we're continually adding things on there. But they said that's going to be the main hub. To see everything, and you could always contact if you need to contact us. You know, uh, you could contact us on the. You know, we have the Google Plus account, which I don't look at that much, to be honest with you. But more like the Facebook account uh, through you could contact us or just email through show at podcastdeckgroundzero.com. So that's social media full court press. Oh my God, it's 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 insane. I don't I don't have I don't have time for all this crap. Okay, but (laughs) but I'm doing it anyway. That's the mistake. You they say need. You, the job, the the girlfriend, these are things that are just getting in the way exactly. of the apocalypse. Of course, you know, <laughs> completely. <laughs> so um, now, uh, future shows, like I said, I talked about one of the future shows we're going to be doing is uh, I've done a couple, I've done a road trip, uh, a couple of road trips, one with Mr. Glancy, one without him, uh, to post-apocalyptic locations throughout the country. Okay, like we went to a... Uh, Titan One missile silo out in Odessa, Washington. So one of the shows we're going to be talking about some of these trips we've made and what we saw. I'm going to post pictures of it. I've got a little video of it. I also did a trip out to the abandoned Pennsylvania Turnpike out in uh, Pennsylvania, of course. And there's some local places I'm going to be visiting. And as these come along, I'll post pictures and any videos, and we'll talk about about them on the show, or maybe we'll do a special episode if it's something uh, spectacular. Uh, So that's where the section on the blog is for... uh, uh, on the road to ground zero. Well, the uh, the silo is pretty darn spectacular, but uh, we're we're going to get you out to the Kennedy the Kennedy bunker uh, in Palm Beach. Yes, that's uh, only it's only up the road for me, you know, because I'm in South Florida myself. So, yeah, the uh, the Kennedys had a bunker up in what's called Peanut Island. Um, so, uh, 
Yeah, it was. It was. It, it's. It's nothing spectacular. It's not uh, what do you call it? Mount Weather. It was just supposed to keep the radiation off them long enough that they could be evacuated to Mount Weather. But it's still presidential nuclear bunker right it's, down the street. It's part of his Cold War history. So, yep. so these are the things we're going to do. Uh, so that's going to be part of our future shows. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about the road trips. Uh, we're going to then we're going to have guests on. Uh, there is one particular show I'm going to do. We're going to do called uh, "We're About Currency and the Currency," as in you know, monetary, uh, in the and, and the apocalypse. Because we can talk a whole half hour about that, no problem. You know, I realize that 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 actually sounds stunningly boring. We promise not to get into like how many sheep you have to trade for a bullet. You know, we're it's, not going to do it, exchange rates. This is not Gatan. So, you know, <laughs> why isn't there a post-apocalypse version of Catan or Monopoly? Now, there you go. There you we go. just made a million dollars. On, on for somebody else. <laughs> oh, you're right. Maybe we should have kept that to ourselves. Exactly. So, Shit. so a whole show about that. Uh, there's, you know, there's a particular book series that I'm going to have uh, called The Deathlands that me and Scott could go on about for a lot, and we actually gonna have a, we're gonna have a special guest on, who's actually had one of the first uh, fan sites for that. I'm gonna you know we're gonna get him on, so the, so we got a lot of different things lined up. Now on our next show, uh, we're just gonna we're gonna be talk about books. We're gonna talk about some of our favorite books and some of our not so favorite books. <laughs> uh, you know we're we're gonna talk about that. And uh, I said as we know the shows, we'll we'll let you know what's going on. So next week, uh, next not next week, it'll be two weeks from now. So every every other week. We're going to talk about some of our favorite books. All right, so uh, we're coming close to the bottom of the hour here, so I'm going to start off with uh, Mr. Glancy. Any final words? Um, no, not really. Uh, I think you've uh, summed up very nice what we're going to be what we're going to be uh, trying to achieve with this. Uh, but so I would like to encourage anyone who has been foolish enough to tune in for this first uh, podcast, introductory podcast, that if you have anything that you want to have uh, poked with a stick or uh, perhaps shot with a crossbow um, uh, or dragged or dragged behind the landmaster, um, please uh, suggest it, dial it into us, um, particularly yeah. if it's uh, uh, one of your, you know, one of your uh, uh, dusty old favorites. Uh, would really that's really kind of the stuff we're looking for. Yeah, exactly. Just you know, go to like I said, go to the you know, go to the Facebook. Yeah, probably go to the Facebook. I mean, you can email email me directly, but maybe go to the Facebook page, post it on there, and that way, fellow people who like the Facebook page could see it and kind of share instead of just coming to me directly. At least it gets. Oh shown, yeah, it gets it gets shown to the public, so other people could see it. Other people get ideas. So if you want to post it there, give suggestions. Now, I will say, are we necessarily going to listen to what you say? Absolutely not. <laughs> but, 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 wow, um, wow. Way to undercut everything I just said. Tell us your suggestions so that we can ignore them. No, but, but no, but we are totally open to suggestions. We're totally, you know, love to hear things that we haven't seen or heard before, you know. But uh, but, uh, but definitely do that because you know we're kind of a little gun shy here because uh, I also because as, as Scott said, he owns a uh, he's the president of uh, Pagan Publishing, which is a. Uh, role-playing very that put, small very small that puts out delta green for the call of cthulhu game and i also uh am the owner and operator of a day on industries which is a uh lovecraft based uh company i make a lot of tchotchkes uh do dad's bobbles and we do gen con together every year and share a booth and so we are we, we've definitely got our lovecraftian chops covered as far yes, as absolutely you know. we got our lovecraftian chops covered and we've dealt with you know 
you know, con people, gaming people. So we're used to the whole, hey, you know what, my character this and my character that. So when I say we're not necessarily... For God's sakes, don't tell us what color your mutant is. We don't exactly. Yeah, don't tell us, you know, you know, what color is my mutant. Actually, uh, I think that is actually the title of an Yes, it is. In Dragon yes, Magazine for Metamorphosis giant, Alpha. You giant fucking nerd, apocalypse nerd. Yes, that was the title of an article on on for Metamorphosis Alpha, one of the granddaddies of all. Well, I don't know about a post-apocalyptic exactly. I guess it counts. Hell, yeah. Orphans of the Sky is post-apocalyptic. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So yes. So did I? Did I just earn some uh, some you, apocalypse cred with you? And some so, yeah, and some serious nerd cred on both of both counts. Excellent. Absolutely. So, so again, uh, so that's what we were going to do. And uh, my, my, again, my final words, uh, like I said, we appreciate uh, if you're tuning in and listening now or if you're even listening to it later. But we do appreciate your time just to listen to, you know, two old guys rant about the apocalypse <laughs> now. <laughs> but um, I said we appreciate it. And if you liked it, you know, we have other friends who might like it. You know, again, spread the word. You know, let people know about it. You know, let them know about the Facebook page, the blog. You know, get some likes. You know, share it. Let people know. Uh, about it, you know, spread the word, you know, if you could, just, you know, sh spread the love or spread the, you know, radiation sickness, whatever you want to call it, you know. <laughs> the, gamma, the gamma rays. Spread the gamma rays around. So, like I said, uh, appreciate that, you know, appreciate you being here. You are all what we call friends of the apocalypse, okay? If you're here, you are a friend of the apocalypse, okay? Wasn't that a cryptic society in Gamma World? No, no, but, uh, yes, Gamma <laughs> World, I guess. Well, actually, I have deemed that as... Um, our cryptic alliance. We have a cryptic alliance. Oh, that alliance. is our. That is now our official cryptic alliance. Is the friends, friends of, the of the apocalypse? Yes, and I'm going to somehow do something with that somehow. So, <laughs> followers of the show, fans of the show, will all be friends of the apocalypse. You'll be part of our cryptic alliance. And if you don't know what a oh, cryptic yeah, alliance is, there'll be T-shirts and hats, possibly co possibly coffee mugs. Maybe. So we're going to do something with that. So we're all friends of the apocalypse now. So and we appreciate that. And that is it. Uh, again. Uh, thank you, Scott, for uh, you know sharing uh, your time well, thank, with me thank and, you for and the public. Actually, doing everything else because I want to point out that I've done nothing except turn up at you know six o'clock, uh, you know uh, Pacific Standard Time. That's it. That's all I did. Jared Wallace did everything else. Uh, so he's all complaints should be directed to him and not to me. Yeah, because Jared's the. Uh... Control freak, but no, <laughs> won't let me do anything. A, just, li a little bit. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, uh, you know, we'll have something meatier uh, for you guys next time. And again, we intend to keep these to, uh, you know, down to thirty-minute chunks so that they'll be easily digestible. Uh, and next time, we'll start on some of our favorite bits of post-apocalyptic uh, uh, post books and novels. There you go. Okay. Again, uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, we will be signing off. Uh, Scott, good night. And uh, Friends of the Apocalypse, good night. We will see you in the wastelands. Good night. <laughs>